cliffcentral.com We're going to cry, laugh, and love. And we're going to do it together. The Life with Libang podcast. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. It is a good time to be exactly where you are. Because if you're listening to this, it means that you're tuned into Life with Lebang, streaming live from sunny South Africa. And this is courtesy of cliffcentral.com. My name is Lebang Khosana, and I am so excited to be here with you another Wednesday where we come together for an hour just to connect and to bond. And of course, I always make sure that I bring the right people with the right energy to introduce you to some amazing people that are doing such good work. And that is exactly what's going to happen today. And today I've got a group of people who have truly moved me. And you know, there's, it's very rare for me to be like sitting in a room at an event. And then I just look up and I go, Whoa, that was cool. Cause I get invited to a lot of events, like being in media. And I was invited to an event and I, to be honest, I didn't want to do too much research as far as why am I going there? All I knew is that I'm going there for something magical. And I sat in that audience and I listened to these phenomenal people speaking and I realized that I'm actually not doing anything with my life. <laughs> There's people out there doing really Good things that are changing the scope of how we see the world. And it's just so important for us to share the good work that is being done. And so I'm really, really keen to get into today's chat. My guests are all in studio today. And as always here on Life with Lebang, I want you to be moved. After listening to this episode, I want you to say, whoa, I really learned something. I really felt something that I can apply into my real life. If not in your life, maybe your neighbor's life. If not your neighbor's life, maybe somebody's life that you know who can be moved by this. So let's share the good word. And with that being said, I'd like to introduce my guest today. And it's the first time I've got three people in studio, which is nice. That means there's there's a nice big energy versus the one little energy where it's one-on-one. So I've got three people in studio. That makes four. So there's four different spirits in this room right now. And five with you listening at home. The Africa to Bambani team is here. I'm so excited. They are, and these aren't just like, you know, these are the the brainchild, the people that who came, who came up with the idea. That's who we're talking to. I've got Mark Lubman in the house. I've got Tessa Foreman in the house, and Teresa Michael. And what's interesting is that Teresa and Tessa actually previously did an interview here at Cliff Central with one of my. Can I call Yaku my colleague? <laughs> I, well, I guess because he's got a show here, one of the other shows that we have at Cliff Central, and I listened to that, and I was like. This is too cool to to not share. It's too cool. So I decided let's get everybody back in studio and add a third layer of Mark. So these three individuals are doing such good work. Let me quickly give you a taste of what I'm talking about. So Mark Lubner is the CEO of the Africa Tekun Group. He's responsible for the overall performance of the NGO. And he's also recognized as one of Africa's leaders in the Africa Tekun's cradle to career model. I mean, that is crazy. And you've been the CEO for like 15 years? I want to be seen to be younger. <laughs> oh, oh, 15 years. I mean, like that, that is just, that's crazy. But I think that'll be the last time we say that, you know, just for the, <laughs> for the sake of the conversation. I also got Tessa in the house and Tessa is an accomplished professional with a distinguished career in the educational industry spanning over three decades. And she's currently serving as the CEO of Africa Tekun Bambanani. And she has made significant contributions to the organization's mission of empowering through education. Now, like, Education is one of the most important, like there's no words that we can use to just describe how vital it is as a parent, watching your child go to school, choosing the schools, choosing what the kids are going to learn at the school, being involved on that level is something I think that this 
app and what you guys are doing can allow the parents to do. And last but certainly not least, I've got Teresa Michael in the house and she's an educational leader with 25 years of experience in the field. As a CEO of Africa Tikkun Bambanani, she has made significant contributions as well to the organization's mission of empowering disadvantaged communities through education and social services. Now that's just another thing that spoke to me because I was like, not only are you empowering people that can afford this, but now you're also empowering the organizations that cannot. And for that, I'm so happy that you guys have agreed to sit here with me today. Welcome to Life with Lebang and thank you all for coming. Thank Thanks. you, Thanks for having us. Sure. So there's a lot of you, which is great. So I'm just going to get straight into the questions. You know, um, you know, the organization clearly has essentially brought teachers together, theorists, educators, investors, therapists. This is a range of people that you guys have, I guess, single-handedly picked out to come together, um, you know, to create the best early childhood development curriculum, which is so key because early childhood development is, isn't that where the bulk of the work happens? It is, right? So why isn't, why isn't a lot, enough emphasis put on that? Cause I, when I first, I guess, discovered that that's a key crucial part of a child's life, I was like, oh, that's interesting. Why do we just quickly pass by it and only focus on maybe the teenagers or maybe only focus on when the kids act out? Whereas like that is the part where the kids are figuring out who they are going to become. Why is so little emphasis put on that period? I think there's still the mindset. Um, with a lot of parents that early childhood centers are more, um, a drop off point. Oh, okay. So, um, it's a place to drop off children and to have them fed, um, and to look after and cared for and to be happy for the day and then have their, um, their nap and then the parents come and collect them. Yeah. So we're trying to get away from that. Um, the most important years, as you said, um, are between birth and six years old. Mm. That is when 65% of a brain, um, a child's brain is developed. So if you don't get them at that stage and you wait till they get to grade three or four, it's then too late. Mm. Um, and there's an um, exceptionally high failure rate in grade one. When I last looked at the stats, mm. um, they say that the highest failure rate in South Africa is at the end of grade one. Jeez. And that is because these children are not prepared. Mm. They are not prepared for grade one. So they start in grade one, 10 steps behind everybody else um, in private schools or other schools where the children are given the skills required mm. to be school ready. Um, the children that aren't are then 10 steps behind everybody else. And it's very, very hard to catch up because then they get to the end of grade one um, and they haven't met the required outcomes. Mm. Um, we cannot fail them so they then go to grade two the same thing happens then grade three grade four and they never catch up yeah yeah. so ecd early childhood development is those are the most vital years of a child's development sure and that's where your wonderful app comes in and all the great work that you guys do comes in mark if you can just summarize for me what this is in a practical fashion i'm a mom maybe i'm a stay-at-home mom and i I'm with my kids every day. Maybe I'm even homeschooling them, but I am interested in that extra layer and I want to be more present and I want to know more about what my kids are learning. And your app comes onto my lap as a possible solution. If you can summarize quickly for me what it is that you guys are doing and how can it be understood from a perspective of a parent? Uh, With pleasure. I'll give you that detail in a sec, but I think it's an important statement that needs to be made. And that is for many years, mm. uh, to Teresa's point, 
Early childhood development was seen to be part of the Department of Social Development's responsibilities. <clears throat> what is social responsibility? What does the Department of Social Responsibility have to look for? Mm. Child safety. Nutrition. So therefore, early childhood development is developed as drop-off centers in the main across South Africa. You had a gogo, she had a shack. You mm. could drop your child off there whilst mm. you went necessarily to work. Mm. Um, particularly for fragmented families, which is part and parcel of the, frankly speaking, the history, the legacy of apartheid, mm. uh, where families were fragmented as sure. a result of people living in township environments and work, uh, uh, being elsewhere. Sure. More recently, government has realized that early childhood development is the foundation block of future education. Mm. It's key critical. Mm. So they've now moved it into the department. Early childhood development now falls under the Department of Basic Education, Mm. which is very telling because it now says that the emphasis is no longer just on social security. Mm. It's now on education. So the programs that have been developed, particularly the Africa Tukumba Manani program, is one which no longer looks necessarily at let's look after the average child. Mm. It looks at let's look after each and every individual child Mm. and the system that's been created. What's so unique about what Tessa and Teresa have created is they've created a system which is individualized. Each child is managed through the process. And because there is such a cool, I want to call it, evaluation tool that's used, the, the, the information that comes out of those assessments can be used by the parent as well to engage with the child's education. We have found in our Africa to Kunbroad, a cradle to career model where we develop children from early infancy all the way into job opportunities, the sooner a parent gets involved, the longer they stay involved in a child's development, sure. the more successful the child is. A child is left on their own without the parental involvement invariably faces a much tougher upbringing sure. than necessary child. So we, we make it easy for a parent to get engaged and get involved. And I'm sure Tessa and Teresa are going to be talking more about those details later. I love that. One of the things that we, the mantra here at Life with Lebang is present positive parenting, especially coming from an era where most of us grew up without present parents due to what you just mentioned now where, you know, it was almost um, more more of us just didn't have our fathers around and it was just because of how society was set up for us. We are now in a phase of unlearning and re redesigning what a, an African household looks like. And one of the things that I do here is to promote that, is to promote parents, how do you get involved? You don't just start and then stop. How do you maintain your presence in every aspect of your child's life? And I think that's one of the things I really liked about this is that it seems as though even me as a parent, I can also sign my name on there and you know really participate and also just learn things and help my child to learn things instead of just sort of like leaving them there and hoping that they figure it out. It's more than just also just a parental involvement in education. Mm. When a parent is involved at an early stage, mm. there's discipline, there's structure. The child feels safe and secure. Definitely. So one of the pro- elements of the program is not just a great educational platform. It's key critical is teaching kids from a very, very early age structure, mm. discipline, Yes. Respect. Yes. Because with those as fundamentals, you can necessarily move into, you know, early adulthood and then sure. in much more successfully um, uh, feature in the job market. Absolutely. And in life in general. Exactly. Those are things that you need to, you just need to have if you want to be able to operate yeah. this world. So if there's a parent out there that's listening and they're probably saying, yeah, well, you know, I take my child to school and my kid is fine. You know, they're sure that their kid is fine. 
But those of us who are kind of like aware that, you know, there's some, the South African education system is, it's not at its strongest right now. What can you guys say is the immediate difference between, you know, what you guys offer and the current system, the current education system um, that South Africa offers? Our system is holistic. We yeah. take the child as a whole. We go, we cover all areas of the curriculum. So the CAPS curriculum, ELDS and NELDS, covers a very, they give you a very small basic structure to follow. Yeah. And it's very difficult for teachers to be in the classroom because the teachers in the townships and in the rural areas are they the cook, the cleaner, mm, the mother, everything. they changing nappies. So it's very difficult for them to go home and then start doing prep mm. for the class when they've got their own families. Yeah. So what we've developed is a program where it gives them a day-to-day, hour-by-hour program of what to do in the classroom. And yeah. it's all got to do with developing the child and going through all their milestones. Yeah, yeah. So we have used all the theorists, including the IEB, and Montessori and um, Reggio Emilia. Yeah. So we cover all areas for them. And what is unique about our program as well is we've got an online assessment center. Okay. So all the children's um, termly details are put into the uh, online assessment center, mm-hmm. sent back to us, and we analyze it and give teachers reports. That's so nice. It almost sounds like you are alleviating the work of the teachers. We are. And like doing it all, all for them so that they can get there and just apply. And you do get teachers that want to do their own thing and the, the, the curriculum gives them that space to do it. Sure. But they have a base to go with. Sure. So they have got manuals that are given to them as in, in book form as well as a digital copies given to a school. So they've got, um, a, a tablet and the tablet also helps them. Uh, up to upload all the data of the children, which yeah. is a free, data-free. Oh, data-free. Nice. Data-free information sent back to us so that they can have that information on hand. That's cool. Let's talk about the name. So when I heard Africa Tikkun Bambanani, I was like, okay, I know what Bambanani means. I live in Africa. But I, I know there must be some story behind that. And that's what I want to hear. I actually wanted to ask you this uh, at the event, but like, y'all were so busy. So I was like, okay, I'll ask them on the show. So what is the name? What's the story behind the name? So Tessa and I have been friends for many years. Yeah. Um, We've both had an interest in education, but we never worked together. And a couple of years ago, we got together and Mm. we created this early childhood curriculum and we were looking for a name. Mm. So we love the name Bambanani Sifunde, meaning coming together to learn. Sure, sure. So, you know, coming together of all the theorists of... um, um, of teachers, of um, specialists in the field. We all came together to create this curriculum. And then we were fortunate enough to partner up with Africa Tukun. So we had to put the name together. So Africa ah. Tukun Bambanani Sifunde was quite long. That is a, a bit of a mouthful. <laughs> um, and we wanted the name Africa Tukun because they um, have been around for 29 years. Um, yeah. Um, They're credible NGO mm. in Africa Mm-mm. So we then became Africa Tukun Bambanani And Bambanani means coming together coming So together. it's the coming together of yes. Africa Tukun And yes. Bambanani Sifunde Speaking of coming together um, One of the things that really impressed me a lot About what you're doing is The idea of 
you know, having a, almost like a private school, being able to sponsor a public school and an organization that can afford to, you know, purchase on behalf of an organization or a school that can't. I love that so much because you see a lot of these uh, organizations have these CSI projects, but almost just do them just to tick a box. Whereas this one almost feels like there's a bit more meaning in it. And you can almost see quite tangibly the work that you're doing if this is an area that you're interested in. So how many schools or learning centers are you guys planning to sign up? Um, how's it going? What is the process like if a school wants to get involved? What's the process like if a private school wants to sponsor a school in the rural area? And also if you can finish off by telling me why that part is important to you guys. Okay. So, um, Firstly, our curriculum, before the app came around, yeah. we are in 200 ECD centers. So that's wow. rural and township. Yeah. Um, we have changed the lives of 10,000 children. Sure. That have been on our program for the past two years. And we have upskilled 800 practitioners. That's amazing. So guys. those are the teachers um, well in the classroom. Um, mm. And we have upskilled them. Um, in the curriculum to be able to work with the children. Mm. Um, so the app that we've now developed, what we would love to happen is, so the app is for, for all children because mm. our philosophy is no child should be left behind. Sure, so it's sure. for a child that's exceptionally bright that can work really fast and do a hundred or two hundred or three hundred piece puzzles mm, um, mm. and master the numeracy and the literacy. Mm. And it's also for, for children, um, because inclusion is very important f- uh, to us. Yeah. So children who can't work as fast, um, the way the AI is written, it will keep going back to their, to their weaknesses to reinforce the areas that they aren't managing well. Okay. So okay. this app is for all children, regardless of what school or what area they are in. Um, and our aim is for every private school, for every two private school children on the app, mm. one rural child will, will be able to use it for free. Wow. So that is our, um, our aim is to get as many private school children on the app. Um, it's an excellent app. It's a reinforcement on, um, um, of the curriculum. Mm. Um, children will use it for about a half an hour a day or a half an hour three to four times a week. That just depends yeah. on the discretion of the teacher. Sure. Um, and then, as I said, for every two children who can afford to pay for it um, mm. at a private school, mm. one rural or one underprivileged child will then have access to the app. That is so cool. I, I love that it's it's kind of working at the pace of the child. Because what we see a lot of the time is like these kids are all put into schools that are almost like a mass way of approaching teaching and not all kids learn in the same way or at the same pace and that puts them under pressure and then the teacher will tell you there's something wrong with your kid and then you take the kid to the doctor and then the doctor will say your kid has ADHD or whatever and now you must pump your kid with drugs and you're just in there like what is wrong with my child? Whereas it's just that your child is a unique individual who like all of us as adults, we're all unique individuals. We have our own way of learning things, of experiencing things and of consuming things and interpreting. And I think, as as we discussed earlier, the importance of that period, if already that early the child is aware that this is how I do things and it's okay that I do things in this way, I will just move in my own way or pace, and they're not being told, no, 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 you're wrong, they'll just generally be better at approaching life is what I really am starting to understand and appreciate about what you guys are doing. 
Am, am I making this up? Am I right? No, you're absolutely <laughs> right. You. you know, one of the Thank things that I think is particularly cool, you, you hit it so much on the head. We've had a schooling system where, in essence, we only look backwards when a child is presenting problems already. Mm. They're not able to write their exams or they're socially not fitting in. Mm. And then we start to look for remedies. What, what Tess and Therese have created is they've created a system where you can pick up red flag in the development process mm. before it becomes problematic. Sure. And you can address the issue, whether it's a numeracy issue, whether it's a literacy issue. It might be, you know, it's a, 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 a difficulty that an individual has in comprehending shapes mm. for argument's sake at an mm. early stage. And it can be addressed before it becomes a problem. I and that's what's that. so unique about this concept. I love that so much. How do we get this in every single school in the country? <laughs> I, I wish. <laughs> that is, who do we need uh, to get on the phone with to make this happen? But you, you, you asked what's our target? It's 1,203,467 Zuma schools. <laughs> <laughs> that, that feels attainable. We can do that in about a week. <laughs> no, but that's good. That's you good. Bring we'll, us the schools and we'll do it. No, You'll yeah. do the rest. I'll just do the door opening. <laughs> well, you know, the, if, if I can just interject quickly there, what sure. Tukun is uh, doing, Tukun has been around, as you heard earlier on, 28, 29 years. Sure. To a large extent, what we've been doing all this time is really running our own centers, mm. um, bringing in. Uh, some 30 odd thousand, uh, beneficiaries a year. Sure. However, we decided a couple of years ago that we've got to effectively be a catalyst for change. So we actually have changed our mindset at a group level mm. to say, how do we move into new communities and share the experience that we've had over the last 29 years mm. so that we uplift? There's a wonderful you know, philosophy that says a rising tide lifts all boats. Sure. So working in partnership with schools, mm. working in partnership with private sector who – are realizing increasingly how important it is that they invest Absolutely. in education if they're going to be developing their future labor Absolutely. Board. And working with government, we, I'm pleased mm. to say, have signed, in fact, uh, an agreement with the Department of Basic Education where we're piloting uh, with 40 schools. Amazing. Um, but that, that concept of collaborating together, that concept of working mm. um, in sync, um, tripartite arrangements between government, civil society, mm. and, and the commercial sector, mm. that's going to be what's going to change and lift all boats. Definitely. I, I think having all of the key players on board is the thing that's going to make it go yeah. far and wide. But it's easier said than done. Um, when did you guys realize that something's got to give and you need to actually make a change and do something more impactful? Because I can imagine that being in this industry for so long and doing the good work and blah, blah, blah. Sure, you do that and it becomes this ongoing thing that I'm sure you love. But the switch of, you know what, let's get serious. When did that happen and almost how did it happen where you guys saw that, oh, let's do something real now? You know, I think, um, again, and I think, frankly speaking, God has a hand in a lot of this. It's not a, about mm. a, a faith-based show. Mm. But I think things happen at the right time when they're supposed to happen. So within Sukun, we had made a decision about three years ago mm. that uh, um, I think I just woke up one day and I turned around and I said, I'm now hitting 60. 
Has my Are you sure? Not 35. Come on. <laughs> Come on, Mark. Come on. I forgot. Is this a dating show? <laughs> <laughs> this is an everything no, show. No, but I think in, in truth, it, it hit really hard mm. that if we just carry on doing the same thing we're doing and expecting different outcomes. So we woke up one day and said, you know, um, how much more can we impact? So we're impacting sure. 30,000 kids, but in a sea of need of you know, two million kids. Millions. Mm. So how do we necessarily have uh, optimal impact? And mm. how could I use the balance of certain years that I've got in driving Tikkun mm. towards optimizing impact and share what we had? So instead of ownership mm. of everything, mm. how do we look to go into a true Ubuntu state that. of mind? I love and that. it was amazing why I got out of hand in all of that because mm. it was pretty much at that particular point of time that our paths crossed yeah. um, with Tessa and Teresa. Yeah. Um, who came with a program that necessarily gave the means in which to actually move into new communities. We were already talking to to communities across the country about how they could work around cradle to career, but we didn't have anything really tangible Tangible. specifically to give to them. And along came, you know, uh, Bambanani Siafunda with what was a very, I think, uh, clever approach Mm. to optimizing impact on at scale, mm. uh, Man, and, I love and, that. and that's what's I think really really cool about where we are at the moment. So it's not about Africa Tikkun owns sure. each of those ECDs. We don't. We don't have to own them. Mm. We we are sharing and entering into partnering relationships for all intents and purposes. Exactly. And then those ECDs are partnering with parents because they've now got a tool themselves sure. to enable parents to actually partner. One. Call out mm. to fathers. Mm. Get involved early. Amen. Don't wait until your child is 18 and now you can relate as an adult. It's too late. It's too late. Mm. Get involved as a father in particular when mm. you're young. Uh, that has a, a dramatic impact we've seen, particularly on structure and discipline mm. as kids grow up older. Definitely. Don't you just love how the universe works? I, I think God is just so funny. Like you'll wake up and you'll say, I need answers. There's a thing inside of me that I feel like I need to do, but I don't know what it is. And then just along come these lovely ladies who have all the answers for you. And it's just, you probably okay. attracted that. I, you had pray, an I prayed for an angel and I got two. And you got two. <laughs> two for the price of one. Thank you, God. <laughs> I love that. Those are the best stories because it's almost like it had to happen and everything does happen for a reason. Exactly. And we couldn't have done it without Africa to could. Sure. Sure. Oh, this is so exciting. I love it. Okay. So let's bring it back into the households a little bit. Um, as you mentioned, you know, fathers, you have to be more present. And I agree with that. That is exactly what we do here at Life with Labang. But what about parents who are not so tech savvy who maybe want to get involved uh, but maybe also feel a little bit overwhelmed by the whole experience because we must remember that particularly in these rural and township areas it's not that parents don't want to get involved for the most part they don't know how they don't know where to start because they grew up without their own parents and even if they do want to become intentional about changing that uh, that curse or, or re redesigning what that looks like for their family they themselves need some sort of training and assistance so are you guys looking at providing some of uh, some training for parents um that could essentially benefit the kids as well in the use of the program so the the app is designed in such a way that it is so simple and easy to use so for parents they will have the back end of the app where the child's um Progress is shown. So parents can see from there how the children are progressing in their numeracy and their literacy and where their weaknesses are. 
Um, we will provide training if parents do need it, but it's it's um, designed specifically for parents who don't have access to to technology um, and parents um, who don't have or who aren't technologically wired that way. Savvy. Mm. Um, savvy, yes. And then for children, they just get it. As they pick up that app, let me tell you, I think they're going to go teach the parents how to use it. Probably. These, these kids will embarrass they us, will. eh? They'll and make even you... though we want parents to have this access, to see the back end and to see how their children are progressing, we do not want it to be stressful for children. We do not want the parents to, you know, switch it on every day and see mm, how their children are mm. doing and, you know, where they are based. This is play-based. So we want children to have fun while learning um, and to develop at their own pace. Sure. So it's very important to have that in mind when the parents do get involved. Sure. Um, in terms of children, like, for example, in the classroom, the hardest thing to get uh, for kids um, in about grade R um, is the sequencing. Uh, and teachers take forever to try get the children to cut the little pictures and put them in order. Mm. You know, I wake up, I brush my teeth, then I go have my breakfast, then I go to school. And that takes forever. They mix up the sequence of what needs to go where. Mm. However, the minute they pick up that app and they have to do sequencing on there, they get it in seconds. Yeah. Before you know it, they actually know how to sequence everything, whether it's baking a cake, waking up and going to school. So children are just wired that way. It's unbelievable, you know, the children of this um, of this era. How what, they just what are they called? Are these Gen time. Alphas or yes. or something something yeah. scary like that? That makes us realize it. Yeah, before you know, it, they've mastered it. So they yeah. will actually show the parents what to do. So don't worry, parents. Your children will teach you <laughs> how to use it. So should parents be worried about affordability while their kids are learning on this app? I mean, I, I can't imagine that it's. Um, you know, I don't know that this is where you guys come in and, and share as far as is this something that the average South African household can afford or is there a kind of program where, you know, somebody can sponsor it? Um, yeah, because you've, you've set a big target for yourselves, you know, which is getting into even the rural school. So we need to be honest about what the daily lives of the rural person is. It's what am I going to eat? It's, you know, it's those kinds of things. We don't have water. We don't have electricity. Um, so, yeah, what, what, have, what are some of the things that you guys have considered for that? Well, you know, there, there are essentially three elements of cost from our point of view. The first is how do you, you know, fund the setting up of a school? Sure. There's a curriculum. There's tablets that are required. There's training that's required. That's the first element of cost. The second element of cost is the assessments that need to be affected. Mm. Um, and, you know, and people need to be employed to be able to go through um, the the class reports and identify red flag, as you've said, or find ways to necessarily advance uh, kids that are, are performing better. Mm. And then the third element of cost is to ensure that the content remains current and alive all the time. Um, what we're hoping is equally that there will be three areas of funding. Sure. The first will be from um, donors who simply recognize the importance fundamental importance of early childhood development, which will lead to employment opportunities. So uh, CSI contributions hopefully will help fund a part of that. Mm -hmm. um, the second component to that will be funding from, hopefully we believe, government. Sure, crossing uh, thumbs. Um, and, and that's what the trial is. But, you know, Department of Social Development used to provide 
in the days when ECD fell into that category, used to provide subsidies to schools that met certain criteria. The criteria have changed and, and are now more educationally oriented. So this program fits perfectly in line with what the Department of Education is looking to, to achieve. So we are of the opinion that once this pilot proves significant improvement in child's performance, that government will actually provide subsidies to those ECD operators who necessarily adopt this this particular approach. And uh, and then the third area, actually the fourth, the third area is the corporate market. If corporations recognize that education is the key to a productive workforce, sure. they have a self-interest sure. motivation mm. to actually invest in this. Mm. It's enough of these mines, for example, just building a mine school and believing that's going to satisfy the community. Sure. It doesn't lead anywhere, no disrespect mm. meant. You have to, as a mine, for argument's sake, mine management needs to invest in this cradle-to-career approach, identifying the end game plan of people employed sure. in their mines or providing services to them, by way of just one example. Mm. And then the fourth is the parents. You cannot design any system um, that excludes or disrespects the contribution that a parent necessarily can and should make. So if we can get the combination of all four right, yeah. we've then got the methodology that I think is appropriate and fair mm-hmm. to take this to lift our standards nationally. Sure, sure. That is so key. Um, just thinking about it now, how people are kind of just pushed into what is available to them. And if what is available to them is just not at the standard that it should be, they'll just take what they can get. But if we can start investing now into systems at a younger age, looking ahead and saying, if we start focusing on this group in this rural area now, in the next 25 years, they will become so much more than we could have ever. Mm. And I think that's such a strong view and a strong way to look at it. Like we're investing now because we still want the organization to operate. We still want to be in the sector, you know, and if we want to become better, who are we going to be employing in the next 25 years? Who are we going to be building? And can I make a quick point? Most other early child development operators of this standard are for-profit operators, the commercial. Mm. We, 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 that's what I'm saying, incredibly blessed. Africa Tikkun is a non-for-profit and we found two individuals who are prepared to give of their time, their mm. energy, their enthusiasm, sure. their drive. Sure. Without necessarily looking to, you know, make, you know, millions out of this program. Mm. Um, and that's what I find you know, particularly unique. And that's why I say God certainly had a hand in yeah, all of this. I think that's the most important thing. Um, cause if you want to make money, sure, you can, but if you want to change lives, that's the real work. Mm. And that's the real service, essentially, that you are alive for, that falls right in line with your purpose. Well, that's why I have such unbelievable respect for these two ladies. Yeah. Truthfully, I really do, because they have chosen to be of service to South Africa, sure. the nation of South Africa. Sure. Y'all are awesome, man. I love the energy in here. It's so nice. So uh, let's talk a little bit about... If you participate in the program and you, you know, um, you work on it, whether you're a child and you're a parent, what are like some of the rewards that are involved? Are there certificates that one can get for participating? Uh, you know, when you're in school, you get like a nice little gold star on your forehead if you, if you get something right, um, from my memory. So what are the kind of like the rewards, um, in place, uh, right now? Uh, Tessa, you or Teresa, one of you can take this one. Okay. So the Bumbaloon app is a 40 week safari. Of oh. the big five going through 
That is cool. The African Safari. That is and cool. every week obviously coincides with the theme of the week in the classroom. Okay. And going through all their milestones. And every day when they touch on anything on that screen, that's a reward. Because either the rhino or the leopard or the elephant or one of our characters comes out and says, Well done. Proud mm. of you, move on. Yeah. And the music starts blaring and um I think the fact that the child has achieved mm. that milestone or that activity mm. should be the reward. Sure. It's a big confidence booster it for is, them. It is, and hey? it's instant. Of course. It's instant. That's nice, man. I think that's cool. Like, it, it, I kind of think about the reward system in general and how it's used generally in households or essentially how it should be used, you know, like you have to work for it and how rewards also are just so, um, you know, confident building like, yay, I did it. And then now you move on and you do more and you do more. If you find a way to put that in your learning and in your schooling and the education and the content that you're consuming, I think that's perfect because the vibe that I'm getting is that this curriculum that you guys have put together is great from an educational perspective, but it's also so great for an everything other than education. So like almost like an everyday life, the things that you learn, you learn how to maneuver more than just what you're learning. Whereas current systems, I can't really say the same for. But it also tells the child that it's okay to get something wrong. Oh, that is so important. Because when they do get something wrong, the, the character comes out and says, oopsie, try again. Yeah. Which is, Telling the child that it's fine it's and okay you've got the opportunity to, to try again. Mm. And when the child is really struggling, it will take the child back mm. to where he was comfortable and then move forward again. That is so sweet. This sounds like a game, it but is. like a learning, learning game. game. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best way to learn when you're having fun because you'll enjoy it. And the aspect of having to kind of fall sometimes in life and being okay with falling and knowing that, All I do after this is get up and try again. It's something we need to drill into our kids because social media is telling our kids, oh, you failed. You suck. You then sit in that corner and be with the losers and you guys have mental issues and you guys are all ADHD and the kids believe in all of this. But if they're learning so early that it's cool, I just fell. I can get up and try again. Man, that is, you've alleviated so much of the parenting work. Like I'm just like feeling relieved by hearing that this app provides or this curriculum also, provides they're that. they're working at their own pace. Oh, sounds so, nice. So as Teresa said, the one child who might be able to do a hundred-piece puzzle can mm, do that, whereas mm. the child who's still struggling on a four-piece puzzle can do it and no one will know oh. because they're working on their own. Yes. Their and then there's the no one will know aspect because a big part of it is what are the other kids going to say when they hear the teacher call out our marks and I've gotten a zero and somebody else got a hundred and mm. there's all those factors and then the bullying and the man, the man. It, I, I commend you guys because I'm more and more I'm, I'm feeling that this ticks so many different boxes that you guys have clearly thought about. You didn't just like wake up and, you know, just figure it out. You took the time um, to get this all together. And I just think that is so key. That is so important. So how do you guys intend to keep the program running in the longer term? I mean, you know, in the rural areas, there's lack of infrastructure. 
Uh, we know the, the, the conditions there aren't, um, aren't where they should be. Technology, mobile network, and just general access to information. I'm actually traveling to, um, the rural areas this weekend for a burial, and I already know I'm not going to have internet. I know I'm not going to have water. I know that there's not going to be any power. Mm. So I have to, like, mentally switch off all these blessings of growing up here in the, in the suburbs, and I have to go to the rural areas and readjust. So now, how does Bambanani, uh, like, live there? Constantly, and after you tell me that, how are we going to keep this going on forever and ever and ever, and how are we going to stretch it to make sure that we reach these numbers? So our app is data free, um, so we don't Love need that. don't need Wi-Fi, don't need fiber, don't need all of that. So the way it's been created with the link, it's a data free reverse data link. Sure. <laughs> so it can be used in all areas, rural areas and suburban areas. Um, so that helps. Uh, in terms of no power, well, it will be difficult if we have to charge the the tablets. The devices. No power. Mm. But when there is power, then we'll charge it then. So <laughs> we can always make a plan sure, with that. Sure, sure. Uh, and what is so amazing is um, in the rural communities, there are many centers where we have tablets and we have laptops and we have all sorts of um, expensive equipment and yet there has never been a break-in. Oh. You know, people say to me, nice. but you've got 30 tablets in this rural school. Mm. You know, are they not going to go missing? Is someone not going to steal them? And they don't. Mm. Because the community, what Africa Tukun has done is before we go into the community, yeah. they now forge relationships with the people of the community. Sure. Um, and as Mark um, discussed, the cradle to career model. Mm. So we have built relationships in the community already. And then we go into the ECD center um, and the teachers are from the community, sure. the children and the parents, and they protect that school. Of course. And the community knows that that school is feeding their children mm. um, and educating their children and and it's just worked so well because of the community involvement. Teresa, I feel like they, there's no other way to do this kind of work. You have to involve the community. Absolutely. Because you're not going there to, you're not, uh, you know, campaigning to be a mayor or a president. You're not buying no. face and just giving them groceries and leaving. No. You are empowering them. And you them. can't go and impose your ideas. Who are you? Who are we? Because like, we are from Santa. Like, coming into Chalonkwa and we're telling them what to do. Exactly. Like, that yeah. is like disrespect 101. Absolutely. So <laughs> like, we, we absolutely do not do that. Yeah, so, no, no. Your approach is it's it's the right one. Um yes. it's getting them almost on on your side and getting them to see that this is for them and about them. Absolutely. You know, and I think that's key. Definitely no one's going to break into the the school if the school is for them. Um mm. you know, if anything that's going to be counterproductive. That's very cool. And then my sons and friends ask me, "But you're driving into all these rural areas and townships alone, aren't you scared?" <laughs> And then I explained to them, when I'm in the Africa Tukun van with that sign that says Africa Tukun, everybody yeah. respects sure. that vehicle sure. and respects us because 
because during COVID, they were given food parcels. Yeah, during, yeah. you know, tough times, they were there to be supported and helped. And now we're there to educate their children. And, mm. and we really are very safe. Yeah. And we love being there. We yeah. love going into these centers and seeing these little kids running to us and sure, hugging us. Sure. And it's I, very rewarding. I think there's also, there's something to be said about when you've never been in those spaces. You'll only look at it from an outside and an otherness and assume because of what you've seen on TV and what people have said about it and we often talk about it uh, talk with gareth about it on his show and some of the audience will say oh i've never been to soweto i'm so scared (laughs) and gareth says come let's go let's hop into the car and let's go because it's real people that are just going through real life like me and you the only difference is that you know you had it better than them but that doesn't change the fact that we're all still people absolutely we're all still people trying to find our purpose and in the core we're all trying to help one another whether we know it or not yet i think Every single person is born innately with a sense of a need to give back. I don't think there's any person on this planet that's like, uh, I live on an island and I'm in isolation and I don't care about anybody else. Mm-hmm. We all, we live together so that we can grow together. It's just that others find that before the rest and you guys have found it now and good on you because now you are of being of service to the rest of the people who are essentially eventually also going to wake up that light inside of them and be inspired by your work and say, this is so great. How do I get involved in that? I want to do that too. And that's how we grow and spread the, the good, the good work. Sure. So we are almost running out of time, which sucks because this always happens. I wish we can just sit here and go on and on and on. But before we go, um, I just want to ask each of you, you know, what is the, not the end goal, but what would be the thing that you would say to a mom and a dad at home right now who wants to get involved? They recognize already the need to be an active and participant and to be present in their parenting. What would you say to that parent um, listening right now, Mark, from your experience in business, in service, in Everything that you've done in all your life. It doesn't even need to be directly related to this app, but if, if, if you can make it mix with the curriculum, that would be great. But just general advice for a parent who is so desperate to connect with their child, but they maybe don't know how yet. It's really very much a, a general statement about taking responsibility, mm. um, uh, in general. You know, we sat, uh, in so many years, um, and with apartheid for argument's sake, yeah. until we were motivated to do something about it. Mm. And, um, somebody didn't come and change the circumstances for us. You know, we students for argument's sake mm. went on, uh, riots, we boycotted, we, you know, and, mm. until the system changed. And we've fallen, I think, into a little bit of a morass, if I can call it that, over this last 27, 28 years, where we think somebody else is going to do it for us. We just come save us. Mm. It's not going to happen. There's no Messiah coming out of the next elections. Sure. Uh, that's you know, going to you know, walk us through the Red Sea. The truth of the situation is we're going to have to do it ourselves. And you know what? It's time we stop bitching and moaning and complaining. Uh, if we want this country to be a country in which our children are going to prosper, then we have to take responsibility for it ourselves. And that means find the time. Sit down and do mm. your homework with your kids. Yeah. N- know where they are at six o'clock at night. 
um, the number of kids that I still see running around uh, seven o'clock at night. And I, my question isn't what are those kids up to? It's what are their parents up to? Where, Where are the are parents? Mm. Why aren't they at home? Mm. Where's the structure? Mm. And it's, it's I, I, I believe take that mindset, that logic all the way through to simply saying, let's accumulate less. Let's stop being worrying about sort of, you know, trying to have more and rather, in fact, think about how can we share more collaboratively together. I love that. Thank you. Teresa, what is your message to that parent right now who's listening? It's not about quantity or how much time you are with your kids. It's about quality time. And there are parents, most of us do work all day and parents get home tired Mm. um, and it's the end of the day. And for me as a mother, the most important special time that I had with my children was at bedtime when I told them a story. Mm. And um, if that's all you have time to do, that is really special. Take your child um, after dinner when it's time to go to bed, tuck them in, um, say a little prayer if that's what you do, Mm. and then read them a story. Um, and it doesn't cost a lot and it only needs about 30 minutes of time. And it's such a special bonding time and it encourages a child's language. It encourages their creativity. Mm. Um, and then just that time to be happy together. And what I would often do with my kids was, um, halfway through the story, I'd stop and I'd say, right, now we'll read the rest tomorrow. And I stopped mm. at the most exciting part and they couldn't <laughs> wait for the next night. It was so exciting, you know, to hear what happens. It's, you know, for the rest of the story. Sure. So That's that so is sweet. just something that, um, that I always did with my children and mm. they remember it till today. Sure. Love that. Tessa? Well, I think Mark and Teresa have said it all. Yeah. Whatever it is, it's, <laughs> it's done. So I think the other thing that I think one has to do as a parent is believe in your child. Sure. Mm. Believe you believe in them, they will believe in themselves. That's so true. true. That is so true. Thank you guys so much uh, for taking the time out of your day to come and chat with me and chat to my amazing audience who are really, really wanting to be better and to be more involved and. And I applaud you for your great work because this is just one way that they can cons- uh, consider doing that. Um, Tessa, Teresa, if somebody out there is listening and they want to help and participate and learn more, Please. where can they um, access information? So uh, we do have a web page. So it's africatukunbambanani.org. Okay. Um, they can, um, all our details are on there or they can mail us at info at africatukunbambanani.org. Okay, are you guys on social media as well? We are. We are on Facebook and we are on Instagram. Yeah. And they can also find us there at Africa Tukun Bambanani. Awesome. I love that. Thank you so much. And thank you at home for listening uh, to the wise, wise words of Mark, Teresa and Tessa who have gone out of their way to take their life's work and put it together to create something that our our children and your children can essentially benefit from. So make sure that you get all the information from their social media and the websites that Teresa has mentioned. And thank you for listening to the show. If you have any comments or you want to reach them directly, you're more than welcome to send me an email at lifewithlebang at lebanghosana.com or you can simply follow Lebang Hosana on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Who knows? We can actually create a podcast from some of your contributions at home. You know what's important for us here is to make sure that you leave having listened to this episode a better person with better understandings of how you can be a better person present 
parent. Thank you so much for making the time to hang out with us and we'll see you next week, same time, same place. Don't go anywhere. It's cliffcentral.com. Cliffcentral.com.